Welcome to Sincerely Two Imperfect Therapists, a podcast where we discuss boundaries, money stories, healing within relationships, the therapeutic process, social justice from both the therapist and the client perspective, and the nuances of the human condition. While we may not have all the answers, we use our expertise and personal experiences to guide our discussions that we hope spark curiosity and reflection within yourself. Please note, this is a podcast that's not intended for supervision, therapy, or guidance for your individual needs. Rather, we intend to raise awareness on important topics. We do our best to provide content warnings, though if any topics are upsetting to you, please seek local emergency support. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I am good. It is finally a very nice sunny day that's not overwhelmingly hot. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more tolerable. The other day this week the first nice day I was um not having a good time I was happy the sun was here yes and that the seasonal depression is like evaporating out of of my body but I was a sweaty human and I did not enjoy it went from one extreme to the other literally day apart for those of you who are not on the east coast and um that just wasn't a good time yeah welcome to new england yes as they say yes yeah, it's like frost in the morning, jacket, and then sweltering. Sweltering, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're officially there. Yeah. Well, so last week we talked a little bit about um, ambivalence and kind of working with that in the therapy room. Mm-hmm. And that kind of led us into a larger discussion in thinking about progress and how we kind of define that and how we help our clients understand what progress and healing ideally look like what that actually means um and so we figured that that was a good transition to talk about today for sure that's something that I talk a lot about with my clients um especially with the again boundary work that we do we know boundary work is really hard and requires a lot of patience and one of the things that I see is and it comes right it makes sense from perhaps attachment um issues um I didn't do it 100% right, so I just didn't do it at all mm. kind of mentality, mm-hmm. which is always interesting to me. Um, it's it's also one that I have to admit I've had at one point in my life. If it wasn't 100% right, then I must have just not done it at all because I grew up being the kid that got yeah. praised for A's, not the effort behind the A's. Yeah. Um, and I think that with healing, um, it's important to recognize the different steps that it's not just about reaching your goal 100%. It's about celebrating those small victories in between. Yeah, absolutely. Those small victories can be challenging for clients to notice. Um, mm-hmm. I often find myself using, I'm not a, I'm not a gym or ex- exercise person, but I often use this example with clients when trying to kind of exemplify how progress is often unseen mm-hmm. in like the day-to-day or the even week-to-week month-to-month um, and then it's not really until we take a step back and look at the whole picture that we really actually see progress so I use this analogy as far as going to the gym that going to the gym for three days in a row you might feel like you look exactly the same mm-hmm. right if your goal is to get more muscle or to lose some weight that you might look exactly the same but six months down the road if we zoom out and look at that whole picture, we might see, oh, my arms are a little bit more toned or yeah. my endurance has gone up. Like I'm able to now walk three miles without, you know, feeling totally exhausted rather than one. And when we look at that whole picture, it helps us see that there's progress being made all along, mm-hmm. even though day to day it still felt hard and dreadful and right. difficult. And and it's true, right? As people talk about all the time, when you are in it, it's really hard to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing with just as we go through our pain points, it's hard to either identify that unhelpful or unhealthy dynamic. It's the same thing with our progress for some reason. I always like to introduce at this point with my clients mindfulness. Mm-hmm mindfulness a therapist bread and butter I would think Um, but it really is important to acknowledge our present in order to appreciate our future when we can't do that or when we will stop ourselves from doing that we're always just going to be looking for the next thing and that's fine I can resonate with being um, you know ambitious and driven and but I'll never forget my therapist um, telling me 
you know, Aida, did you notice that you got to where you wanted to be when you started therapy? Like you already reached your goal and you're working on the next one. And the truth Mm -hmm. was that I never did because I was always just focused on the next one. I noticed my clients do that a lot as well. Yeah. And I'm curious if you see that as well in your caseload. I I do. I, I definitely see it now. I think, um, I remember a very specific memory of being in my internship in graduate school, and um, we had, at the time, paper treatment plans. So I was printing them out and going over the treatment plans so that I and my clients could sign them on paper, and then we had to scan. It was a whole process. Yes. But I remember sitting with the treatment plans, and they're done every three months, and oftentimes after even just that first review or even more often than not the second review yeah that so after three or six months I was you know oh we talked about implementing two to three coping skills and you've implemented four and we've talked about uncovering at least one or two causes or roots of your anxiety and we've done that Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until we were actually sitting down and looking at the paper that they had initially signed when we first created it um that they stopped and went oh 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 I had no idea. And I, it's exactly what you're saying. And I think, um, even now I, I'm all electronic, so I don't have the paper or treatment plans, but so it's a lot more of a casual conversation yeah. about, do you know the progress that you've made? Um, but yeah, I do often find that it's not until we acknowledge, Hey, this was where we started and this is where we are now and actually take a moment to reflect on that mm-hmm. and think about the wins, if you will, that people acknowledge it and often leaves them failing that much more motivated even if they've had a hard week or a hard day or a hard session or they're still feel like they're struggling right i don't remember if i said at the last episode or maybe it was afterwards when we finished and we're planning this one um that um i had mentioned with my clients they'll talk about like you know this past week I responded a certain way that made me feel really um upset and uncomfortable and I'm just so upset with myself I'm like back to square one and I always remind my clients you can't be back at square one you know too much to be back at square one you can't start from zero anymore because you'll never know less than what you know now Mm -hmm. um and it's like but if you if you I sat with that client and we teased apart their response and I said well maybe we got to work on the delivery but you implemented a boundary so maybe we work on the tone, but the boundary was implemented. We're not just going to get everything perfectly all at once. Sure. Not a lack of faith in my clients, but it's just, it's 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 a step by step. Yeah. We need to change our habits in order to reach our goals. Yeah. 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 That you might, that, that might look like going from, numbing Mm -hmm. and saying nothing and shutting down and being upset and self-defeating to acknowledging your anger and sure now it feels like your anger has taken over you and you're yelling and you're speaking up and not standing for any bullshit Mm -hmm. and maybe that feels really uncomfortable and maybe that isn't ideal but what that tells us about your progress is that we are making change yes and it might not feel like good change, mm-hmm. but in my eyes, I often refer to my, I let my clients know, and it sounds like you do the same, that that is positive change. Yes. That the positive change is that we're no longer ignoring our feelings, we're speaking up about them. And we can adjust as we need to, right? That, right. Okay. We can speak up for them in a different way. Mm-hmm. We don't have to yell or scream or, you know, throw fists, but we can pull, dial that back. I don't know if you're client through fists, but I yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, <don't laughs> yeah. But um, it's yeah. funny because I've had similar conversations and I find myself often going over that because I find that I have, I often work with people who are very intellectual and um, black and white thinkers, right? That mm-hmm. it's either end of the, the extreme and I am always trying to bring them to the gray and find the the healthy balance that I'm sure they probably roll their eyes every time I say balance because <laughs> it's just so trying to help them come away from recognizing those extremes and so yeah. in a similar light I've had conversations about progress and healing in the sense of it's not healing is not necessarily an absence mm-hmm. of all symptoms or an absence of all difficulty or discomfort that 
progress and healing might mean for you that you're able to move through those discomforts, that you're able to face the challenges in life with a greater sense of ease or regulation. And it doesn't mean that you never explode and go, oh, that wasn't really what I wanted to do. Right. Or that you never absolutely shut down and dissociate, but that you're aware of it and you know how to move through it and that it doesn't immediately send you into a tailspin. That is progress. That is healing. Yes. Oh, that was a beautiful yeah explanation Laura. thank you i feel like it's because i say it all the time yeah i'm literally no, you've like, got it down that was uh, perfect where do you think that perception so obviously i see people who are very intellectual and black and white thinkers so i think that that's part of their presentation but more generally where do you think that the that mentality that clients come in with regardless of how they present comes from about like what healing quote-unquote should be or what progress does look like um, I think so a lot from what I have seen, a lot of it is internal messages that they've carried about, um, you know, how they measure their self-worth, how they measure their success. Um, so again, people who got praised for the A's, not for the effort behind the A's, mm-hmm. um, people that were only praised for outcomes, not for the work that they did to get to the outcome. But I also think as usual, um, I really think Hollywood is the bane of therapist existence I think the way progress is portrayed and even sometimes I see it on TikTok and social media where people like try to explain like oh if you're still being triggered you you know you're not healing well Mm -hmm. no actually an awareness of your triggers is a sign of progress and healing because I say similar things to my clients is it's not about never having anxiety again there's Unfortunately, and not to be a Debbie Downey here, there's always going to be an event that's going to come up that may cause anxiety, and we're going to have to adjust to that. The difference is instead of going through a tailspin, you're going to be able to acknowledge your experience, validate your experience, and then do something with that experience. It's not about never having an, like anxiety again or never having a depressive episode again with the way the world is, that's highly unlikely. Yeah. I love the way that you put that. And it makes me think of this book that I just finished reading. Um, and I found that this book um, was incredible. It just so full of goodness. Um, so as many people are aware of the body keeps the score, that is not the book that I'm talking about, but I want to mention it because I think it's often the go-to for talking to clients about PTSD, Mm -hmm. trauma, healing, what that can look like. And it's very, um, scientific and, um, intellectual, Mm -hmm. if you will. Not everybody's cup of tea, not my cup of tea. I think you and I have talked about it before. Yes, but it's not mine either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was looking for a different alternative to help clients who are struggling with mm-hmm. PTSD or complex PTSD to understand how it presents. And there was this little nugget at the end of the book talking about healing. I'm just going to read a little bit of it if that's yes, okay. So the do. book that I don't, I just realized I haven't said the name of, is called What My Bones Know. And it's written by Stephanie Fu. And... I'm going to read two brief quotes. Being healed isn't about feeling nothing. Being healed is about feeling the appropriate emotions at the appropriate times and still being able to come back to yourself. That's just life. Negative emotions are not simply something to endure in a race. They are purposeful, beneficial. They tell us what we need. Anger inspires action. Sadness is necessary to process grief. Fear keeps us safe and completely eradicating these emotions is not simply impossible. It's unhealthy. And it makes, I'm feeling emotional right now. It, I read that and I highlighted it, annotated the hell out of that book, but I feel like that just, oh, it like resonates so much. And I can see that you had a reaction. So tell me what's going through your mind. Oh, I was just, um, I literally posted a TikTok about how anger is actually 
a f- an emotion to be welcomed like a friend. It's yes. the part of you that's telling you that something is off, yes. not that you're crazy or that you're wrong. It's the part of you, it's actually a part of you that's trying to protect you and telling you that it loves you. It's a part of you that's telling you that there's an injustice here yeah. and that your body's not okay with it. I've been getting, like I think I've mentioned a couple episodes back, I've been getting a lot into sensory motorcycle therapy and really helping my clients understand how much their bones know. Your body holds so much intelligence. Yes. And oftentimes if we just lean into it a little bit, we have a more accurate view of what is going on. And that hearing that like from a reputable author was just validating like, oh, I'm not talking out of my ass. That's great because holy imposter syndrome. But let's go back to you because I want to hear more of your reaction. It's interesting. So it's um, a it's actually a memoir um, about healing from complex trauma. So Mm. um, I won't give too many spoilers, but essentially a woman who has endured in Stephanie, she's in endured so much significant childhood trauma and when she got her diagnosis there was so much stigma and um belief for her so this quote was at the end of the book this belief for her was that um that she had to be rid of all of those things that made her complex ptsd complex ptsd Mm -hmm. that she could not function in relationships and in life until she was rid of those things and so the quotes that i read is kind of in conjunction with her last most most recent therapist um, talking about how reframing that was life changing for her that she went so long thinking I'm broken I'm damaged Mm -hmm. I have to repair I can't function normally until I do these things what's wrong with me so much shame and and guilt and so that realization just was monumental for her to have that reframe of like oh none of this is good or bad it just is mm-hmm. and it I think that that's such a emotional thing for me it's I am a black and white thinker hence why I enjoy working at, with people who yeah are very intellectual and talk all the way around all of their problems but don't actually feel them mm. and that's been a, a huge point of recent work for me personally in my own development is just in my own healing is feel feeling feeling <laughs> having those um, which maybe to some sounds ridiculous coming from a therapist but I think oftentimes we are people who are mm-hmm. looking to heal also yes yeah. we're working with people who are struggling and yeah so it just feels very emotional to me to befriend those emotions that society deems as negative or bad Mm -hmm. and to notice that you mentioned like anger being a a signal of injustice Mm -hmm. and sometimes that signal of injustice is an injustice by another person yeah and sometimes that injustice is actually an injustice to ourselves yes and yes that is something that I've noticed yeah that I will feel angry with other people when in reality they are not wronging me it's me who is not upholding boundaries that need to be in place and that I deserve to have yeah oh Laura that's a beautiful reflection thank you Ooh, thank you there are yeah. tears in this room <laughs> <laughs> that was it yeah it's I I and I think that this is a an example I hope to not only other therapists but anybody out there that we're all fucking human yeah and just because you're a therapist or you have a position or a role mm-hmm. that is perceived as having your shit together. Doesn't. It doesn't yeah. mean it. We're all in the journey together. Yes. Yes. Oh God, that was beautiful. I'm so, oh, I love that reflection for Thank you. you. Thank so you. You're welcome. Um, when you said it just is, that is one of the reframes I made the first time I did I finished EMDR Hmm. is I just said it just is and that's all that would come up Hmm. for me and that is when I started moving towards like understanding that emotions having negative quote negative emotions yeah is not actually 
a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. It's something that just is. Like it's something that is a part of life. And the more we try to fight it, I think the more it comes back. Absolutely. Um, But really that's all it is, is just allowing yourself to have the experiences, the emotions that accompany those experiences. And instead of judging yourself, just be curious about them. Why it's there. That's all you got to do. Yeah. But I love that. It just is. Just is. Yeah. I think that speaks to so much. I mean, not just for myself, but I think as we're talking about this greater experience of people who come into therapy and are feeling down and defeated because they don't feel like they're making progress, Mm -hmm. it creates that just is feeling, creates a sense of self-compassion. Yeah. That it's just... We don't have to look at these things with judgment or criticism or pick it apart until it's literally just pieces on the floor. Like, right. I often talk with my EMDR clients. So I'm glad that you said that. I often talk with my EMDR clients where um, I'm often reminding them because, again, I work with intellectualizers mm-hmm. and um, people who are very left brained um, that we can just allow what comes up to come up. And Hence why I say, notice that Mm -hmm. or just go with that because we are not judging it. Mm -hmm. We are not picking it apart. We're not trying to interpret the hell out of it. We are just allowing our brain to just be Mm -hmm. and go where it needs to go. Even when it's uncomfortable or scary or hard or out of the fucking blue and we have no idea why we're thinking about the goldfish we had when we were six right that we're not piecing it apart we're just it just is and so I think that that's something for myself and it sounds like it's something for you and I think it's really simple but powerful for our clients if we are able to help them take that non-judgment to heart yeah yeah for sure we kind of went over a little bit about what kind of creates this idea or picture that people have about what progress should or shouldn't look like and the ideas of it you had mentioned Hollywood mm-hmm. and social media and that would have been, that is my thought too yeah right? like that with our world of social media you can literally open your phone and see the thousand people you follow mm-hmm. on Instagram and or on TikTok and There are people who, we know this about social media, but there are portrayals of what healing is Mm -hmm. in such a idealized and romanticized version, right? That people will do like clips of, you know, six months ago I was depressed and in my bed and I couldn't get up. And so I started drinking water every morning and now six months later... I'm cured and I'm happy and I'm fulfilled and my marriage is no longer failing and everything's great. Yep. And then you have all of these people who, and I'm not saying that water didn't heal them. Right. But what else was there? Right. What else are we not seeing that was in that? And were there ups and were there downs or was it a steady straight line of progress? And, And then people see that and compare to themselves and either also try to drink water and then feel like they failed because that's not the one the thing that works for them Mm -hmm. or they have tried water in the past and they're angry because they didn't do that and then they start thinking what's wrong with me right 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 and it just creates a idea it condenses what can happen over the span of two or three or five ten twenty years Mm -hmm. into 30 seconds and I think that that plays, even if we're reading words that say, oh, this was my six-month journey or this was my two-year journey, because we're watching it in such a short period of time, I mm-hmm. think it almost plays a trick on our brains into perceiving that it's actually happening in a shorter period of time. If I right. just drink water, I'll be fine. Right. And it's like, well, yes, drink your water, stay hydrated. Yes. But <laughs> it that there are such pop psychology mm-hmm. and trendy solutions that are portrayed and yeah I could go on for that for a while but I'm curious to hear your thoughts because I know you're also on in the TikTok verse yes (laughs) um agreed it's it's the same thing that I'm seeing um 
See, the only time I ever think comparisons are helpful is if you are, again, comparing. Was this situation shittier than the one I am now? If the answer is yes, then I know that I can get through this one too. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I think comparisons are helpful, even remotely. But you're right. This constant comparison that we have based on something that someone had to plan out, stage, edit, and post is not the reality that it is, right? Yeah. Is we don't know the days that that creator couldn't post something because yeah. the depression was just too much that day. And that's yeah. the thing, right, is with mental health is we're going to have our great days. We're going to have our not so good days. You know, before we hopped on to the podcast, we were talking about how we've not had the best couple of days um, with everything that's going on in the world. But that doesn't mean that we're not overall doing well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where clients, um, you know, where people really in, in general, I say clients because like, obviously that's who I right. work with. But, <laughs> right. um, and I think that's where people really get stuck is that they're so, and totally understandable, so desperate to just feel better that when they see someone else feeling better, it's almost like they feel like they're on the clock. Like, okay, well, how do I do that? Because I cannot take this anymore. And when you sit and think about that, that shit is really, really sad that there are people that really feel that to their core, like that they really just can't anymore. Yeah. And, you know, while I'm so happy that people are starting to bring more awareness about mental health um, and the importance of it, I mean, we went off on an episode about sure. like how this is also kind of derailing, right? And, yeah. and unfortunately, some therapists perpetuate it. But um, it's just so important to acknowledge your present so that you can appreciate your future. You you don't just meet goals. You have to implement habits to meet your goals. Yeah. you it, That's behavioral activation, right? For my therapists out there, you got to m- meet you got to put the bar at a realistic standard so that you can meet that and then slowly raise mm-hmm. it up in increments. Yeah. yeah. And I just... I'm, baby steps. Baby I, steps. Yeah. I That's something that I work with people a lot on is when people come in looking for... So like I need to feel better like yesterday. Yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I feel you. And then they probably get driven up the wall because I just sit there and go, yeah, that's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but what do I do about it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Where like, are my answers? I thought exactly. you were all knowing. And, yeah. <laughs> literally. And so what I work with them about, and I always, and I kind of turn it a little, I'm humorous in my th- sessions a lot of times. So like I could print you out 101 coping skills from Google, mm-hmm. but I know that you are capable and autonomous and you're also able to Google, if you probably haven't already, 101 coping skills. So instead, what we're going to talk about is two things. The first is going to be which coping skill is your thing? Mm -hmm. Which is the one that's going to work for you? Because the influencer you saw on TikTok, their coping skill that worked for them may or may not work for you. Right. And the thing that works for you, fuck, it might not be on that list of Mm -hmm. 101 coping skills. That we can get so creative with what works for us. And we can also break it down super, super specific and super, super achievable and realistic. Yes. The other thing we're going to talk about once we've established and identified that is the root of the problem. Because we are not going to find resolve through coping skills alone. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to implement the skills in between the sessions so that we can continue to do the root work. Yep. But that's the, that is the basics, but we're not going to spend six weeks just reiterating 101 coping skills. Right. And I'm going to hold you accountable for finding the thing that works for you. If we find something and you try it and it sucks, come back and tell me and we'll Mm -hmm. find something new. But we have to practice it, we have to find it, and then we can get to the root of the problem. But that all takes effort and progress and discomfort, and it's not going to be easy. It's just... Right. It's not a quick fix. Yeah. 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 I I will definitely agree <laughs> with that. Like, it's it takes time. And if only they can realize that just getting in the door and coming every week is progress. Yes. <laughs> if only... Only they can realize that you're you talking to me and 
talking like even you could just notice it also in the manner in which they explain things that there's already reflection there that maybe wasn't there before there's already a level of insight that maybe wasn't present at the beginning of session and all of that points to healing Mm -hmm. and signs of healing and my favorite is the hidden part of healing that either people try to pretend doesn't exist because it can be painful or that try to ignore completely and it's accountability I love that. Say more. (laughs) Oh my God. I am so big on accountability. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not about, and this is where I think sometimes people get tripped up with it. It's not about victim blaming yourself. It's not about saying I deserved this abuse. It's not about saying I deserved what happened because I stayed. It's not about that at all. Not even remotely. It's about taking the accountability to say, all right, this really shitty thing happened to me. I did not deserve it. And now I have to heal because no one can do that healing work for me. No one can implement boundaries for me. If they implement boundaries for me, then guess what? I'm still living under their rules. I'm still living at their behest, I think is the word. Um, It's about saying that you have to take the responsibility of deciding what you want to do with your experience how you want to perceive your experience and what you want to do with it in the future, mm-hmm. how you want to let it guide you, how you want to let it affect you, if at all. Yeah. That's what that accountability is. It's to sometimes also admit, all right, no, I didn't deserve this abuse or no, I didn't deserve this thing to happen. But what unhealthy patterns of relation do I need to unlearn so that I can have the relationship that I do deserve? Yeah. That's what that accountability piece is. Yeah. And I love that work with my clients. I love doing accountability work yeah. because it's so fucking freeing. Yeah. Imagine not living under anyone's bullshit rules. Yeah. But your own. Yeah. That is mind blowing. I love that. And the self-awareness of oh, yes. how you're standing in your own way. That's yes. going back to the, the coping skills because that's a very easy example is you're looking for solutions. You want to feel better mm-hmm. yesterday. And so me talking to you about, hey, I think maybe this could, here's some list of coping skills that might be helpful. Let's talk about them. Might feel like the most mundane mm-hmm. clause on a chalkboard type thing. I know it is for me. Like I hate talking about coping skills in my own <laughs> therapy. But, but oftentimes that accountability and self-awareness of how you're standing in your own way is important. Yes. That there has to be an acknowledgement of, oh, I'm being given and and told some ways to help myself. And if those are not ways that work for me, then I'm being offered the opportunity to explore Mm -hmm. and literally be open to anything. So am I open to that or am I content feeling stuck? Am I stuck in kind of this victimhood? And I think that that can be a really painful place for people and I have a whole lot of empathy for it Mm -hmm. because I get it but being in a place where you can work through that and be able to come back to session next week and say uh so I didn't do what we talked about Mm -hmm. is such a monumental place for a therapist to then process that with you right and go deeper with that with you but if we don't have that accountability yep we're not going to we're not Yeah, we're not going to get better. So there is progress in that accountability to be able to acknowledge, yeah, I realized I had the power to try something new and I didn't. And let's talk about it. Yeah. 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 And I love that part of healing. (laughs) It's it's one that I think, and as we're talking, because I'm I'm in a... I'm in a marketing program where I have to like write my website copy and that's really it is I just realized that I really hone into my skill of having of being comfortable having difficult conversations because having that conversation about accountability is difficult Mm -hmm. you get some defensiveness you get Mm -hmm. some people that get pissed off but my God, when when they finally come to, it's almost like, but doesn't that feel so much better to just say, no, you don't have that much power over my life. I do. You lied to me. 
you told me I didn't. And that is a lie. That is yeah. false. To their abusers. Yeah. Yeah. To their abusers. Yeah. 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 That is false. Or yes, the thing they do. feel controlled and suppressed by. Right. Yes. Exactly. That this, that, what that person did to your mindset was just a series of tricks. Yeah. It was something that they did. It can be undone, but it's not true. You yeah. have so much power. Oh, I love that. That's going to go on my website. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I can that. have difficult conversations. Yes I, yes, I love, I, oh, that's, sorry, I have to, yeah. no. you know, I, I'm looping because no, I that's just, okay. it's my favorite part. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it's great. And I think, like you said, it's kind of a, maybe hidden or unacknowledged, mm-hmm. right, that, when we think about when I think oftentimes when people think about progress or healing, yep. it's framed in this very like goal oriented place. Mm-hmm. And we're not looking at the things like you made the call. You came into this office. Yes. You come here consistently every single week or most weeks. Yeah. Right? That you show up for yourself. And that in and of itself is progress. Yes. Because from what you've told me, two years ago, you wouldn't have done that. Right. That for the last two years, you've been in denial that you needed therapy. Yes. And here you are. And here you are. So if we can go through that thought process and take accountability and that can be empowering. It's so empowering. Yeah. Yeah. It's so empowering. It's very, um, it's just very interesting to me. And I, I think oftentimes I can be very dry and sarcastic and, um, at times pessimistic, but when I'm with my clients, there is just such a optimism mm-hmm. and hopefulness and excitement. And I'm like, they're like melting into the couch in misery. And I'm like, you did this. You got this. Right. You did that thing. You got up and showered today. Hell yeah. I'm so happy that you did that. I'm so excited for you yes. because that's something you've been talking about for the last three weeks that you want to be able to take charge of that and have more of a skincare routine. Like, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Like it. I feel so inspired by that and motivated by that. And I think it's helping them see the win in that, that we so often just minimize like, yeah, but tons of people take showers every day. Every every girl my age has a skincare routine and I don't. So it's not really that big of an accomplishment. But it so is. But it you're doing is. it. And it's something you wanted to do. Yes. You followed through, you took accountability, and now you're doing it. And that's fucking awesome. Right. Do you ever like, um, I mean, we've talked about like whoever is going to take an offense to the following statement I'm going to make are probably just not our people. Sure. Yeah. But do you ever like get that feeling like where your chest like swells up when you hear a client make a reframe just casually, like they didn't even notice it and you can already hear the like healing in their voice and in their message and it just almost, almost makes you cry, but you hold it in because you're a professional? Yeah. Yeah. No, I am a, well... Yes. If this hasn't been made aware already, I am a teary person. I te- <laughs> I, I cry. I'm a cry- well. I don't cry a whole lot. I don't cry in session. But yes, yeah. I resonate with that feeling because there are often times where I'm like pinching myself mm-hmm. because I'm like, don't cry, don't cry, don't yep, cry. Yep, yep. Because I just go get so welled up proud. with like, I'm so proud of you. Yes. And I've told clients before who struggle to see those wins and mm-hmm. be proud of themselves. I've said. I will be proud of you until you can be proud of you. Yep. yep. I'll still be proud of you. But yes, yeah. I'm yeah, going to got, continue yeah. to be affirmative and validating yes. and be proud of you and kind of shower you with these compliments mm-hmm. because you deserve to internalize that. You right. deserve to internalize those messages of like, damn right, I am badass because I did that thing that I said I was going to do. Yep. And I think oftentimes part of this whole like healing conversation that comes up for me too is the we've talked about self-disclosure we've talked about like being human and bringing pieces of you into the therapy room and I think oftentimes part of that healing validation can be acknowledging that like I'm sitting here cheering you on and Mm -hmm. so proud of you because I myself also know how hard it can be to do those things yeah I don't always say that with my clients, Mm -hmm. but there are definitely times where I will acknowledge um, certain struggles that if there's like, I feel you, you know, like it, 
And I think there's relief in that for people. Like, for sure. Oh, so if this therapist doesn't know everything and is still capable yeah yeah like has a business and is Mm -hmm. you know seemingly has her shit put together but is also acknowledging that she struggles with stuff too even if it's not a full I'm like not okay I'd like to clarify I'm not like right dumping on my clients right no (laughs) but just an acknowledgement of like yeah this stuff is hard life is fucked up sometimes I think it's so validating and adds it to is. that healing process. Yes. That was a, I don't know if that was a coherent thought, but that was my thought. It was coherent <laughs> to me, but we're also both neurospicy. Yes, so. that's yeah. true. <laughs> but I, I hear you. I think that it's processing, you know, acknowledging the progress and healing also really comes with that connection that we always talk about that's really yeah. important in the therapy room is because, you know, how – Sucky, would it be if, you know, somebody came in and said, oh, you know, I finally developed a skincare routine and their therapist just went, oh, okay. Like, no, give it more feeling. Great. What's next? Right. Great. What's check right like no right. it's it's awesome. Let's let's process that because that could also be another like um, therapeutic moment where you can acknowledge where you can ask and process. OK, why doesn't that feel like a big deal to you considering that that mm-hmm. was your goal when you first yeah. came in? And and if I praise you, mm-hmm. can you sit with the good emotions that might oh, result yes. from that? I love so that. So we're building a tolerance for the emotions that are comfortable and uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Building your tolerance for a variety of emotions. I have a question thinking about, I want to hear your thoughts on how so obviously like the therapeutic relationship is important but Mm -hmm. you mentioned relationships and of course my brain just like went somewhere else (laughs) so how how do you kind of see this conversation of healing and progress when it comes to our relationships with other people and other people labeling or speaking about our progress so for example if somebody is in therapy and they're in therapy because they're having difficulty in their romantic relationship Mm -hmm. and they've made a lot of changes or they've made a number of changes. Mm -hmm. They are at least in the therapist's eyes progressing, but what they're going home and getting is that if they have a bad day and spend the day in bed, that their partner says things like, "Ugh, you haven't changed at all. And this is, what are you even doing in therapy? Like, they get that negative feedback. I feel like I run into so many people that experience that. Same. And I'm I'm just wondering what your thoughts are when it comes to like those types of relationships and not necessarily how the client is meant is thinking of their healing, but how other people are perceiving their healing. Yeah. I mean, that's always really tough, right? Because we know that a lot of the work that gets done a lot of the progress and healing that gets done isn't just in the fifth, like the 60 minutes that they see us one, maybe two times a week. Sure. A lot of it is done at home. And so I often have the conversation with clients about how, like about being confident, being who they are. And that comes out of accountability as well is can you look at that person and tell them that that might be your perspective, but me allowing myself to take a break for five minutes doesn't mean I'm falling into a pit of depression. Mm-hmm. But that's what people believe, right? Is I right. think I might have mentioned that either a couple episodes back or during one of my TikToks is not being on 24-7 is a sign of progress. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a sign that you are your body is becoming safe because it's able to rest. It's not on hyper alert all the time. It's not depression. You're just healing. And or if it's mm-hmm. sadness, right. you're acknowledging that sadness yes. mm-hmm. and allowing it to be present mm-hmm. and allowing it the space to exist right. and being there with yourself and then knowing that there is more time in the future to to move forward. That right. I'm allowing myself this time to feel sad and down and cry mm-hmm. knowing that tomorrow or the next day or the next week depending on what's causing that sadness to 
go forward. Right. That that's the only way I can go forward. That right. if I suppress it and whatever, it's just going to come out to bite me in the ass later. Exactly. That's exactly what I go in with my clients. And oftentimes, because we do so much boundary work, mm-hmm. um, I take a step forward and I also let my clients know what's happening with that person is Mm. oftentimes people who make comments like you're so emotional or you're too sensitive are really just people that don't feel safe having emotions and so if they don't feel safe having their own emotions unfortunately they're not having the emotional space for yours that's their journey that does not mean that us having emotions is wrong it just means we're at a different we're on a different page here. You're learning that having emotions is actually quite natural. It's a natural occurrence in our body. We have them for a reason. If another person's uncomfortable with that, that's fine. But let us become so comfortable and confident with ourselves that we don't have to second guess that why we're sad. We're sad because it's there. Obviously something made us sad. So let's, instead of judging why we're sad, again, mindfulness, be aware of what's happening, of what's happening and accepting it from a non-judgmental stance. Mm-hmm. Just acknowledge it. Yeah. The, the sooner you acknowledge it, I treat it kind of like a jack-in-the-box. That's the, I think, the analogy, metaphor. English is not my first yeah, language. Yeah. Anyway, one of those. Um, I treat it like a jack-in-the-box. I tell them the more and more you yes, stop and yes. wind up, what's going to happen eventually? That It's going to pop up. It's mm-hmm. going to pop out. It's going to catch up eventually. And you're probably going to feel it 10 times more because things have accumulated than if you just take a little bit, little chunks at a time. And that's all we have to do. I heard an analogy mm-hmm. similar to that. Well, it's not a jack-in-the-box analogy, but it's talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Talking about taking rest, taking time to recover, to find ease, to find peace, to allow yourself to, to be just be just just be (laughs) um and the analogy was thinking about um like a I say I had the analogy and now I'm like forgetting it because I said (laughs) it but it was essentially having a a bowl of like cookie dough right where it's all sticky and so the more that it comes in contact with the more that stuff sticks and it it piles in and piles in and piles in and piles in and it overflows yeah but when we can do things that allow us to remove some of that if we can take a rest day we're scooping out chunks of that yep so we can make space for more things Mm -hmm. right that if we can go to therapy that's a little bit out of our bowl and then if we can have a really good day out with a friend that's out a little bit out of our bowl and even if we never fully empty that out what we're doing is making space for more things because then I had an argument with my partner and now oh, that's a dollop back into the bowl and we get to have the space to rest and recover so that we can then better manage distress and other things that come up right. otherwise we're like con- like you said constantly in that state of hypervigilance exactly so so I can clarify your perspective, and I think I, I agree with it, right, is that people who are receiving a message from someone close to them in their lives about that's judgmental, right? Your perspective is very much about kind of that being a projection and like a reflection of where that person is in their own healing that like because they're not allowed to take a break or they don't allow themselves to take mm-hmm. a break or they don't allow themselves to feel discomfort or uncomfortable emotion that they're then critiquing that for you. A hundred percent. That is yeah. at least a hundred percent what I believe based sure. on my yeah. observations. I, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, people can only offer you as much compassion as they offer themselves. Mm. It's not about maybe them not wanting to, but if they don't have the capability, you are also setting them up for a standard that they can't meet. Ooh. And you're really just disappointing yourself after that. And how important is that then mm-hmm. for us as therapists? Granted, mm-hmm. it's a, I know we're all works in progress, but for us to do our very best to practice what we preach. Yes, ma'am. Because if you don't allow yourself to cry in bed and feel depressed over a breakup that you just had, right? then how can we have the compassion for our clients to do the same? Right. That are we then perpetuating negative unhealthy patterns if we're not having that space for ourselves yeah that's an interesting yes very important yeah yeah Yeah. and it's after that realization that I think it gets just a little bit easier to swallow that it's not a you thing 
oftentimes it's it's really where someone else is and it's again not that they want to do that on purpose some people do but some people just don't have the capacity they don't have the capabilities to hold space for you because they can't even hold space for themselves that's where that grief of the healing journey comes in and where maybe we misperceive Mm -hmm. that healing as being negative Mm -hmm. right that but I feel so sad because now I'm no longer friends with that person and they were my friend for so long and I feel gross and depressed and sad and I'm like feeling awful about it right which feels really negative yeah when in fact that separation from a person who maybe was not benefiting you or and I don't mean it like that but yeah yeah but not not contributing to your life contributing making you relieving those interactions feeling already down and unsatisfied or displeased or you know like repeating unhealthy toxic patterns Mm -hmm. and perhaps that division happens naturally maybe you drift you drift apart you realize that through your own healing you've distanced yourself and now we have this grief of like wow that person's not on the same journey as me and that sucks yeah and so that is that door to f- misperceiving those negative emotions or that experience of negative, negative, quote unquote, emotions or discomfort as a lack of progress. When in fact, that is a huge indication of progress. Absolutely. That going through that grieving process. Instead of staying stuck in a relationship that was unfulfilling, you have chosen yourself mm-hmm. and what's good for you and have pushed forward. Yep. And now, and now you got to grieve it and that's okay. And we know there's yeah. stages of grief in and in, in, in of itself. And, but it, it's, it's just more painful to hold on to things that aren't conducive to your progress than it is actually letting them go. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Is what we are saying that healing is not always sunshine, butterflies and rainbows? That is correct. It is not rainbows and unicorns out here. Healing tears open more emotions that you probably never thought you had access to. Um, And that is a beautiful thing. Because imagine like just leveling up like that. Yeah. And we get having more access. Finally, I'm a beautiful butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) A bug's life. Thank you for opening a whole other memory network for me, Laura. Fun fact, my friends, (laughs) my friends from college. There was like a, a uh, an app a really long time ago where you could like put your face in certain like images and then like lip sync. Oh, the, yeah. Like, and my friends from college <laughs> have a video of me as the caterpillar <laughs> saying, finally, I'm a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> I can't believe he had the little wings that yes. killed me. That was so funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. Gosh. What yeah. a to just wrap that what a beautiful thing that we get to witness every day and frankly as corny as it sounds that's what makes my job so so fucking wonderful yes oh i love i love watching those transformations yeah no matter how big or small yes they are so rewarding so if you liked this episode we would love for you to rate and review subscribe leave us a comment go on spotify leave us a voicemail let us know your thoughts if there's a topic you'd like us to talk about um you can also find us on instagram at sincerely two imperfect therapists that's the number two and on tiktok under the same handle um we'd love to interact with you guys and hear your feedback and until next time sincerely Sincerely two imperfect therapists. therapists